friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 438 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, I am breaking down how to make sure that your launch does not flop. It's 2023, you probably got some ideas brewing, you got some things that you want to go full send on, and I love that for you. I also want to make sure that you don't cry after you launch. Launching should not be a guess. There is one very, very simple thing that you can do to ensure that every launch that you ever have does not flop. You already know, though, you're going to have to listen to the full episode to find out. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So it is the second episode of the year. It's January. People like to launch things, or at least are thinking about launching things. I'm thinking that the majority of the people that listen to this podcast, you got an online business of some sort, and it's got to be in your head. Time to launch. So I strategically and specifically did not title this episode, how to make sure that your launch is, you know, a huge hit or a huge success, because that's a little bit different. And perhaps I'll do an episode about that. I should probably honestly do like a collab episode with Jill because she's like the, the queen of strategy. But I can promise you, I know the exact way to make sure that your next launch or any launch that you ever do does not flop. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So as always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. You watch, you listen, you write comments. I'm getting comments on the videos now. You folks are amazing. You text me, 310-737-2345. It legit, it is me. Green text will come back as a sideline, but it's me. Text me, you DM me, and I am so grateful. But this is year number five that we're heading into of the podcast and just endless appreciation. So let's hop on into the episode. Right off the bat, stop fucking guessing. Stop fucking guessing. Launches should not be guesses. It's as simple as that. I see a lot of Hail Marys just kind of being, you know, tossed up and thrown out there. And I'm like, but why? It doesn't need to be like that. I don't know if it's a lack of, I don't know if, I don't even want to say it's a lack of coaching. I feel like perhaps it's poor coaching that people are receiving. And then they're like doing these launches. And I'm like, but why would you do that? Did you know if people were going to buy? Were people interested? Like, what did your wait list look like? And people are like, oh, I didn't have that. I didn't know. And so I don't want that for you. I will start this off with like, you know, the proverbial, maybe the shit sandwich and, and say something kind first, because it is a big deal to be creating. I do want to commend you for that. It's difficult to launch. It's difficult to create. It's difficult to put yourself out there. So if that's you, I commend you. The HSP in me, the B, the biz, the bees coach, oh my goodness, the biz coach in me doesn't want you to cry. I don't want you to launch and then be sad and be like, but no one bought my thing. So that is why I am making this episode here. 
when I was doing my little research kind of, you know, an outline in this episode, I thought about a quote from Alex Hormozzi. And so I went and pulled it up. Um, I actually shared this quote at Boss Up last year and I really like it. He said, it's normal to pass your mentors. It means they did a good job. They didn't have themselves as a mentor. You did. And so I kind of want to like, you know, I hate that phrase, let's normalize things, but I kind of want to normalize people doing better than their mentors. And, you know, maybe by some grace of God, I don't know, you consider me a mentor. I get these messages and I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. People have done these things and they've launched their businesses. And I, I love that. And so I want you to do better than I did. And I look back on my career thus far, my launches have actually all gone very well. And I've had a very good amount of certainty going into launches. And I want that and more for you. I never went into a launch as a blind guess. Uh, you know, there was some uncertainty as to perhaps how well it would do, but I knew it wouldn't flop. I knew at least one person would buy this thing. And actually, I'm thinking about a launch right now where someone bought before I was even done building the thing. And I was like, how did you find the link? What happened here? I want that for you. I want you to surpass me. I want you to do better than me. I want you to have an easier go at things than me, which is why I create this podcast. Is why I put things out there so, you know, you can surpass me and, and do even better. So what I'm going to talk about today, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm talking about an approach that I use to launch everything thus far. Right, I've launched my in-person course back when I had my movement in-person course, and I launched that, that bitch in New Zealand. My first course was in New Zealand, folks, and then the second course was in Australia. So this approach works internationally. It works for in-person events. It works for online you know, offers. It works across the board. It's the approach that I used for launching my mafia, and that mafia is now, we're going on to three years, we're about to, this, so we're, this episode launches and will drop in January, uh, and this was going to be the three-year anniversary of the mafia, which is just, pff, blows my mind. Uh, this is the approach that I used to launch my Instagram intensive that has now taken over 400 plus movement and health, fitness, wellness, and kind of various adjacent field professionals uh, through it, and helping them build brands using Instagram. We're about, to hit, we're about to hit round number 13. That'll be the next launch. We'll be round number 13. All this to say, this approach works for in-person. It works online. And it is incredibly, incredibly simple, right? So the one thing, the only thing that you need to do to make sure that your launch is not a flop, you ready? Drum roll, please. Courtney, Courtney added that in last time. And I got a message from uh, my Stacy, uh, my girl Stacy and her daughter was like, I love so we're putting it back in. I'll add it into the YouTube video. Courtney, you can add it into the, the podcast. It makes me happy. All right, one more time. Drum roll, please. The number one thing, the only thing that you have to do to ensure that your next launch, and any launch is not a flop, is to simply ask people if they want the thing and if they will buy it. That's literally it. You just got to ask people. This shouldn't be a guessing game. I go into every launch that I'm ever, I've ever done and that I'm ever going to do knowing that people will buy it. You may not have an idea, um, a, a concrete idea of exactly how many people, but the more that you run an offer, the, those numbers actually do become a bit easier to guess because it, it starts to become just pure mathematics. We're going to go into that in a little bit um, in terms of conversion numbers and things like that. But Launching should not be a guess. And the only thing that you need to do to ensure that your launch is not a flop is simply ask people if they want that thing and if they will buy it. If no one says yes, then you don't launch. It's that simple. If no one's responding to things, if no one's saying, yeah, I want that thing, I will pay for that thing, and you launch it, don't be sad when no one buys it. They, they told you, we don't want this thing. 
Very, very simple. So I do think that the, uh, there is such thing as asking too many questions, perhaps in the front end as you're building the thing, right? Because this is how you just end up with a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And so I think that there is there is such thing as trying to get too much out of the audience. It is nice to involve them and you have that, uh, you know, a bit of that Ikea effect, which is the Ikea effect just speaks to why we hold on to that shitty furniture and we're like tied to it. It's because we put work into it. We built this thing. And so like, you know, you're lugging it across the country and the particle board is like literally like, you know, uh, what is the word? Turning into dust as we are moving it. But when you when you involve your audience in building something, they are tied to that thing. They're more likely to buy that thing. So there is value in asking them. But I think there's also when you're too many questions like how many calls do you want and when do you want them and like what topics there. I think the limit does exist. But the one question that I want each and every one of you to ask your people is, do you want this thing and will you buy it? We're going to put it in one question. Right? Those are two questions, but we're going to make it one sentence. Do you want this thing and will you buy it? Now, I will say the more information that you give and we're going to go into conversion uh, conversion rates or conversion metrics. But the more information that you give to people, the more likely they are, the higher the conversion rates can be because they're not necessarily just signing up for things for, in, for more information. They're actually, you know, they know what the thing is, they know what it's going to be, they know the price point, and so they, they can say yes. And you get like a more uh, solid yes out of them. But suffice to say, if we take a step back, the number one thing that I want you asking people is, do you want this thing and will you buy it. From there, we do not build anything. We do not create anything until people have explicitly told you, yes, I want this thing. And yes, we will buy it. People get very excited about making online courses and building things. And I love that for all of you. But real talk, building the thing is the easy part. If you're not that good at tech, it may feel very difficult, but it's actually the easiest part of, of the whole process. The hard part is getting the eyes, it's getting the trust, it's getting the people that are saying, that will say, yes, I do want this thing. Once you have that, then you can build the thing. So please do not build the thing until you have people that have raised their hand and said, yes, I want that. Yes, I will buy that. So how do you ask these people? Let it be simple, folks. Let it be simple. Ask them wherever you have contact with them. So I actually threw my text message, my text number out earlier. I could send out a text poll if I wanted, um, but most simplest, the simple, most simplest, that sounded weird. The simplest thing, the simplest approach for me, and I think a lot of the people that, you know, you folks listening to this, you folks watching this, if you have a social media presence, it's going to be on your social media platform. I love using Instagram stories for market research and putting that initial teaser out there of, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Would you be interested? And you just simple poll, simple yes or no. And then you can ask more pointed questions after that. You can really just throw like that kind of like broad net, cast that broad net out initially. Would you be interested in this specific thing that I'm thinking about doing? You can ask your email list. You can ask on a podcast if you have one. You can ask in a free Facebook group. Y'all know I don't love a free, free Facebook group. And maybe I should do an episode about why I don't love one. Um, but if you have one and it's working out well for you, amazing, more power to you. Uh, you can ask in there. You have a Discord channel. Anywhere that you have contact with your audience, ask them. And you can literally make it that, that simple of a question. You don't have to like put flowery language around it. You don't need to look to uh, camouflage it or anything like that. I don't know if there's this, I don't even know what the word is. I don't want to say insecurity. That's what's coming out, but I don't really, that's not really the right word, where people think that they need to be, present themselves as bigger and more professional than they actually are. 
And, you know, when, when it's a, a one-person company, we all know it's a one-person company, and they say keep saying we about things and we on social media, and you're like, who the fuck is we? It's just you. You're the only person that's ever in the stories. You're the only person that's ever in the pictures. You never talk about anybody else, but you always say we. That is weird. And it's this, like, need, uh, and, you know, kind of erroneous desire or belief, I should, the word I should use, that they need to be bigger, present, present themselves as bigger than they actually are. 2023, baby. I've been talking about this all 2022 and the trends that are coming in 2023 and that connection marketing will continue to reign supreme. Be a goddamn human. It's okay to be an individual. It's great to be an individual. We have seen the power of the individual with social media and kind of what's like, you know, the democratized power and, and influence in many ways um, and how a single influencer can really have such tremendous influence. So it's okay to be one person and just say, this is just me. And you know, to that end, it is okay to just simply ask your audience and very pointedly be like, hey, I am thinking about creating this thing. Would you want it? Do you want it? Would you buy it? No? Okay. There's no need to like read between the lines and, and everything with this. You can literally just specifically ask them. Now, where we are going to do a little bit of reading between the lines is where was in determining what product to initially create. I don't want you pulling product out of your ass. I don't want that. So a little bit of a tidbit here, a little bit of a cheat code, download my free ebook. That sounds so weird, like the plug there. It's like, it sounds like I went to a commercial, but I got a free ebook. I've talked about it in numerous episodes. It's called The Value Ladder. You can check it out at themovementmaestro.com forward slash value ladder. Uh, and this is a great way to understand the different types of offers that you can create and how they all play into your, the, what we'll call your product suite, all the things that you offer in general. They should be tied together in some way, shape, or form, and we can move people through and between these products. So I, I've, I've drawn it out for you. I wrote a whole 19, I don't even know how, actually know how long, how many pages is six, seven pages. I almost said 19, but 19 is the podcast ebook. It has a bunch of pages in it, but not too many. You can actually get through it and it teaches you how to stratify your offers, diversify your offers and provide value at these different levels for people. Now, the reason that this ties into what I was saying before is that the foundation for all of this and how we determine what we should be building and creating and offering is by simply seeing what bait gets taken. When, what I mean by bait is the free content that you put out there. That is bait for your audience. And I say that in like the, the kindest way possible. Like you're, you're feeding nice fish. Right? You're going to put that bait out and then you're going to see what gets consumed. What gets commented on? What gets questions? What gets saved? What gets replies? What gets likes? I put likes kind of at the end of that, you know, uh, very much strategically there. The things that get the most traction, from there, we want to look at repetition. So like, okay, this thing, this topic is getting a lot of traction. I'm getting a lot of the same questions about this. Okay, then now we can start to think about how do I want to productize a solution for this question that keeps getting asked? How do I want to solve this problem, right? Because businesses are built on solutions to problems. So from there, we think about, okay, this is getting asked a lot or this is getting, you know, coming up a lot. Cool. I want to make a solution to this. I want to make a paid webinar. It's usually a very, it's a very simple starting point. And if you read the ebook, you'll see why. So we're going to think about that. Okay, cool. That's the, the first step. Then we go and we ask the audience. We say, hey, I'm getting a lot of questions about this or I'm seeing this, you know, uh, this is really resonating with a lot of you. And if that kind of like influencer speak makes you feel some kind of way, then say fucking different words. It's up to you, whatever you want. If you're actually getting a good number of questions, then you're not lying if you say, I'm getting a good number of questions on this. So I'll leave that up to you. But go into your stories and say, hey, getting questions about this. 
would you be interested in a webinar about X? You can give them two options if you want. I like to just give people one and then the answer, the option is yes or yes in red. I usually don't put no on there because I have feelings and I don't want to see no. I'm like, you just wouldn't vote if you don't want it. Um, but when we pitch it, it's clear and I'm hesitating here because I'm thinking about how much I want to go into this. But when I said on that, you know, I give you some like suggested language for that of, hey, I'm thinking about running a webinar. You can make that even more pointed by saying, hey, I'm thinking about running a paid webinar. So this way when people are saying yes, they're not saying yes because they think it's going to be free. If you know it's going to have a higher price tag on that, whatever you're creating, then say that. So just as an example, I have been toying around the, the idea of creating a new, like a marketing and messaging maestro mind, like right? a, a play on words for a, a mastermind there. And it's still bopping around my head, but I put a bit more information when I'm asking that it's going to be small group, it's going to be a higher price point. This way when people sign up, for you know, as to, because they want to be part of the interest list, they're not thinking it's going to be one penny, and that's the reason that they're signing up for things. So the more information that you can give when you are doing market research, the uh, more likely that those people that are saying yes are actually going to buy. That they're not saying yes just so they can get more information. Okay, but if you don't know, you know how specific. If you don't know specifics initially, that's totally fine. Let it be very general with your ask. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Would you be interested in it? Would you buy it and leave it at that? Totally fine. So the second part here is once you've put the idea out there, we're going to manage expectations by remembering conversion rates. And this is, these may change this year. And if they're going to change, it's going to go down. If anything, it's not going to go up. But conversion rates, meaning how many people, what percent, what, what, wow, wow, what percentage of people buy? So we're looking at and write this down, folks. If you're driving, save it, come back to it. If you're just watching it, thank you for watching. Write it down. So for cold traffic, I mean, these people have never met you before. Typically, they find you through an ad or they, let's say you went viral. That's cold traffic. They just came and just saw you. You could expect 2 to 5% of that audience, if you had them captured and you were selling something, to buy. So it's not two to two to five percent, let's say, of your entire Instagram audience, because we know that not everybody sees everything. But if you were to put them in the container, but they actually saw this thing and you put this in front of them and you had been speaking about it, two to 5% of cold traffic. So the way that this, this number comes from is if you have a um, like an ad that you're running, then clearly they're coming in into this container from this ad. So they know that this thing is going to be put in front of them. Two to 5% of those people would you would expect to buy. And it's usually, my um, folks, you know, HSP and me, highly sensitive person to me, go for the lower number. Think 2%. So if you've got 100 people, that you're putting this in front of, two might buy. 100 people, a lot of people, two might buy. Warm traffic, meaning they're on your email list, um, they have expressed interest in this thing, five to 10%. Again, let's go to the lower side of that, 5%. And then if we're looking at wait lists, which is what I love creating, it's really how I love selling, that's 10 to 15%. Meaning if you start a list, you say, hey, are you interested in this thing? Yes. Okay, put your email on this, put your name on this thing, on this list. 10 to 15%. It's not 100%. People think, oh, well, everyone's going to buy. They won't. People are so peopley. So we got 2 to 5% for cold traffic, 5 to 10% for warm traffic, and 10 to 15% for wait lists. What I want you to do is use market research to determine if you should create the thing, 
and then use this conversion rates that I just gave you to manage your expectations on how launching the thing will go. Literally, the only thing that you need to do to make sure that your launch is not a flop is simply ask people if they want it and if they will buy it. If no one is saying yes, if no one is expressing interest, don't launch it yet. Wait. Keep putting more bait out there. Keep attracting more of those wonderful fish. And then you see, okay, they like this? Cool. How do I want to productize that? Cool. I will ask them, do you want this? Yes. They said they wanted it? Cool. Now I look at my conversion rates and I go in with a bit more managed expectations. And remember, it's low percentages here and that's okay, folks. And then we can look to rinse and repeat. All right. I think that's it. We kept it nice and tight for this episode. I'm always listening. I'm always listening. I'm always looking for more uh, suggestions if you guys, if you folks want a specific episode. So please do not hesitate to reach out. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends. Maestro. Maestro.